Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for you to join me on my inaugural podcast. Although we'll be covering all sorts of topics on the show, today my good friend and fellow blogger, Some Guy in Austin, and I discuss The Bachelorette. We weigh in on community hot tubs and debate over men wearing white denim. Guess where I come down on that. I hope you enjoy it. Have fun. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. How are you doing, some guy in Austin? You are my first guest ever. How do you feel about that? Listen, I'm incredibly honored to be the first guest, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. So thank you for making time. What do you do for a living, some guy in Austin? Anyone who's read me for a long time knows that I'm a disgruntled attorney that uh, wishes to see where a full-time blogger like Lindsey Ray. Right. And uh, I made a big effort at that since 2009, uh, but fallen short as of late. What is the name of your blog? Some Guy in Austin. It was. Uh, it's actually, uh, you can Google that, or you can just Google Idiot Austin Bachelor blog. I'm pretty much the only guy in the relevant area that does this. So it is Some Guy in Austin. So if you Google Some Guy in Austin, you will literally come up as a blog. I will, yes. Some random other dude in Austin will not come up. You are the Some Guy in Austin. I am the Some Guy in Austin. Um, the actual address is www.guyinaustin.blogspot.com. Do you actually live in Austin? I do. I love it here. I, I mean, I, it doesn't, I mean, some guy that lives in Austin is a little wordy. <laughs> so I took the liberty of just using one preposition. What if you moved to like Denver? Would you be some guy in Denver? Well, let's just, uh, symbolically, I think that refers to where my heart is. Texas forever, my friend. That's right. Now, how long have we known each other? Have you done the math? I have. We have known each other since 2009. So that's oh, eight years, we're nine years. a decade long. I know. What is the 10-year anniversary gift? You need to get that for me. It's like Ryan Gosling, the 10-year anniversary gift. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build you some Amish furniture. and. <laughs> oh, Noah Calhoun. Oh, man, now I'm all distracted. Okay, so we've known each other for eight years. Who reached out to whom? The way my blog started was... Uh, my friends Heather and Isabel lived in Denver, and they made me watch the show one night. Uh, and then I sent an email, and they suggested that I start a blog. So I took all those emails, and I cut and pasted them, and I Googled Bachelor Blog, and you came up, and I emailed you. Now, be mindful that I had no idea the proper blog etiquette, that it was completely improper for me to just send somebody a blog with the exact same subject matter that you had been toiling over for years and say, hey, check this out. And uh, uh, that's exactly what I did. And you were kind enough to respond that it was funny. And I remember, uh, I don't remember if you, well, I won't be presumptuous. I believe I asked for your number and then I, I called you and we talked mm -hmm. and the rest is history. That's right. So we bonded over a little show called The Bachelor and The Bachelorette bachelor pad back in the day and now paradise your favorite franchise of the three well and let me tell you what the other thing 
the other thing I remember, well, anything with Jake on it. <laughs> so I migrated from that to Dancing with the Stars. And was he on Bachelor Bad? Jake. Uh, no, because remember, he sort of married, what's her name? Vi- the, uh, Vienna. He has, he's, he's probably close to 40 now, so he still has a couple years. I mean, Gwen did it till she was about 45. Yes. Let me tell you what I remember about when we first became friends. I think it was in with a matter of weeks you sent me a message that unfortunately your uncle had passed away and you wanted to post my post. And I remember uh, being a little reticent, but the way that I knew that I was going to be uh, someone that would enjoy doing this is I posted on that. And one of the comments I made, I remember, I'll never forget, it was uh, Gia, what was the first woman on the three-on-one or whatever, whatever with the fantasy suite day. And my comment was, being the first up on the fantasy dates is like being the fat, injured guy in the Donner party. It's not going to end well. And one of your readers commented in all caps how funny that was. And I thought, well, man, I'll do this. So that, I don't know why I remember that line, but that's, that's the very first uh, you know, huh. affirmation that I got that I, I was validated as a official blogger. I am surprised that I left it in there. First of all, I must have been too devastated over Uncle Steve's death to leave that in there. That That's very surprising. So you had mentioned Jake Pavelka, too. He's your favorite, I know, along with Emily Maynard. Would you say those are your two favorites? Emily Maynard, definitely. Jake Pavelka. <laughs> I, there's very few of these idiots that I have a visceral reaction to beyond the two hours when I actually watch the show. He continues to annoy me whenever I see his stupid face. Is he some former bachelor in Austin or does he live somewhere else? Jake? Yeah. He lives wherever we remember. He, he used to say he lived in Dallas, but he actually, right. Denton, which is, you know, you and I both know it's like an hour away. Yeah. And yeah. Where he builds gazebos in his backyard. Starter home. Yeah. But you do have somebody that lives in Austin that you often see former bachelor. Brad, Brad Womack. Well, yeah, chest and arms day. I, I will bet. Yeah, Brad and I, for for those who care, I went um, to college when Brad was a barback at my favorite bar, a bar called Shakespeare's. Him and his brother were barbacks, and another guy named Matt Lucky. And there was another bar that opened called Copper Tank with the same owners, and they all worked there. And you know, here we are, God knows how many years later, and him and his brother own you know a ton of bars, and then Matt Lucky owned a substantial number of bars in Austin. So all those guys, I've, I've known of those guys, and we've always had common friends for years. But I do see Mr. Womack at the gym on a regular basis, and I think you can attest that you regularly get surreptitiously taken picture of Mr. Womack working either chest or arms because really there's no I've done the studies I've observed him in his you know (laughs) his his natural environment yep chest and arms is about it so he's never on the leg press machine or the rowing machine or anything never I I did I will I will quantify that I did see him on the ab machine once but maybe he was tying his shoe I hope he finds a lady one day. Look, I will tell you, I've you know I've met him before and I've hung out. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I know him, but I've definitely been around him and I know people who know him. And he's actually he's you know he's a cheese, but he's not a bad guy. He's no Wes Hayden. Well, you know what my litmus test is 
is if Harrison is taking pictures with these guys. And when he goes to Austin, like he did that time he came to Austin and you and I went and got our autographs from our host, Chris Harrison, and we invited him. You remember? You did. You invited him (laughs) to dance with us at the Broken Spoke afterwards. And darling Chris Harrison said, no, I'm having dinner with Brad Womack. Yeah, or dinner with somebody, and later we found out it was Brad Womack because he Instagrammed it. It was, yeah, I remember seeing that post. But uh, yeah, he we try to get, or I try to get Chris Harrison to go to my favorite bar, and uh, he shot me down. He did autograph book, which is basically a Nicholas Sparks ripoff. Remember that when he he talked about how his buddy Nicholas <laughs> told him how to write write a book, man. I just you know just he's not a cowboy anymore. Now he's a construction worker, you know. <laughs> or, you know, he's a famous football player or he's a rogue clown. Yeah. You need your alley, you need your Noah, and you need your lawn, and then you need some a rain and a lumber yard, and an old person has to die. Done. That's right. Let's move on to last night's episode. It was week, or episode five, I guess, week five of our bachelorette Rachel's journey to find love. And one thing that was very confusing about last night's episode for for somebody who may not have watched it the week before, something that ABC is doing now that is driving most of us crazy is we're not ending with rose ceremonies anymore. We're, We're all over the map when it comes to when an episode ends and is cut. So for instance, last night we opened the episode in the middle of the group date from last week. Then it goes into another one-on-one, then the rose ceremony, then a one-on-one, then a group date, then a two-on-one. It's all over the map and people don't like that. How do you feel about not ending with a rose ceremony? Do you care? Are you confused at this point? Do you just watch it for fun? What do you think? That's a lot of questions. Um, All right. First of all, I will say I, I thought last night, was particularly egregious. I thought that as disjointed as some of them have been, last night was really confusing. And I know you're going to bring up in a minute Rachel's miraculous recovery from the hot tub to to go back to handing out the day rose to whoever she handed it out to. But I feel like I was watching Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's like (laughs) Pulp Fiction is not in order. I mean, there's three separate (laughs) stories and it's not chronological. I mean, it, it was... It's confusing. And then if you throw in like the crying and the coming up next, you yeah. know, the way it was edited, it yeah, it was, it was very confusing. I, I didn't enjoy it at all. You remember when Coke changed their formula to Coke Classic? That, that's sort of what I, feel, <laughs> I do remember That's sort of what that. I feel like. Mike Fleiss is new coking us. What is the deal? Okay, so last night we have a group date. We come in the middle of the group date. Um, there's some tension between Kenny and Lee and everybody's talking about how Lee is annoying and we'll get to him in, in a minute. But right after that, we start with, um, Jack Stone and this one-on-one date with Jack Stone where they shuck oysters and shag. I need your thoughts, A, on that date. First, I want to hear about that date. If you Mm. think it was good, did it have potential? B, your thoughts on Jack Stone. All right. First of all, shucking and shagging, I'm always amazed at how ridiculous they make. First of all, Jack Stone, him and his um, 
Belinda Carlisle go-go shoes. I don't know. I don't know how anybody can be that inept at trying to dance. I mean, th- there's a lot of things I can't do. Counting to two is not one of them. I would need to. I need you to pause for just a second. Rewind. Belinda Carlisle shoes. Let's let's explain that pop culture phenomenon for anybody who was born in the '90s. All right. So the, the Go Go's one of the greatest Yankees bands ever. And I had a huge crush on Belinda Carlisle. Still do, even though she's probably 60 by now. But um, you remember she used to come out in those little clam diggers and then she had those little cute little shoes on. And she'd kick them off and go barefoot on stage. And then when she went solo, and she kind of classed it up a little bit. No more no more Jack Stone shoes, but she'd still go barefoot on the Go-Go's reunions. And I always enjoyed that. Jack Stone has... Go go go, Belinda Carlisle shoes. That's a that's an X in the column for Jack Stone. You got to make sure. Look, I, I know that that Rachel didn't. I'm doing air quotes now. Plan that date, but I would think that any woman put in that situation would like to be asked, "Do you like oysters?" Before you go and have to suck it out of the shell. Not everybody likes oysters. I do not. Does that surprise you? <laughs> There's no ocean in East Texas. I mean, Sabine right. River, that's about it. God knows what's in that. No telling. A dead body for sure. That was fine. That seemed fun. And then, of course, they did the, the metaphor date, climb this phallic thing, and, you know, we're going to repel off of it and talk about it. That's Brian, right? Oh, was that Brian or was it Jack Stone? That one was Brian. See, this is the problem. I literally, and, and I swear to God, I cannot tell the difference between Jack Stone, I mean, other than those weird uh, clockwork orange looks that he, you know, Malcolm McDowell, Google that. Brian, Alex, and Jack Stone, to me, are the same dude. I could not differentiate him last night. So what was the second part of the Jack Stone day? He just completely hangs himself about how much he feels like they have a connection and he thinks she's the greatest thing ever and he knows this is going to work out. He completely, he does not know how to read body language at all. No, the look on her face was was pretty telling. I think, um, I would say pretty much back at the shagging event when he couldn't count to two. I think that's probably it. I, I think that there's, you know, there's one thing, I, 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 I dated this girl one time, I called her up and asked her out, and we were on a date, and she was like, you know, I'm just not just not feeling this. And I was like, really? I mean, what's going on? She's like, I, I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I had a really weird dream about you, and I woke up, and I just can't, I just, it ruined it for me. The point is, is that I think something clicked while that moron was telling her how one with those weird looks. And then when he's trying to kiss her and he was just getting all cheap. Yes. And the other thing was the moment where she really backed away is whenever she said, we're both lawyers. We're both in Dallas. What would, what would you do if we were both there? How would you? (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. He says first, I would lock the door creepy then we would get horizontal creepier and just talk Mm-mm. Mm-mm. okay i'm gonna give you a chance to put your finger on the beep button okay because i, I want to i want to tell you the comment i made to mrs some guy when, when he said that yeah i said 
that's like four beeps, but I'll get it. I'll get it. Four, that's that's four beeps right there. So he his his downward chin looking out of the top of his eyes, that weird whatever he was doing, and I don't know about his white teeth. I think they're a little too white for my taste, but I was proud of her because on paper, just like she said, he's pretty and he's a lawyer and he's smart and we think. And his name's Jack his Stone, name's for God's Jack sake. Stone Man. and he wears Belinda Carlisle boat shoes. It, you would think he would be great. He could be one of Nicholas Sparks' main characters yeah. with that name. Or on The Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Stone. You know, and by the way, I always wanted to talk like Victor. Newman. What's the guy's Victor name? Newman. I always wanted to talk like Victor Newman. Was that in English or was that like, like, was that just a fancy like rich guy talk? Or I what think was... he made up his own accent. He really did. And from what I know nowadays that he just doesn't even have a script. He just says Victor Newman-isms. One last thing about Jack Rose. How do you feel or Rachel? Jack Stewart, not Sorry. Jack Rose. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Okay, how Jack do you feel? Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Jack fall like a stone. Wait, oh, I kept thinking, is that the dude in Titanic? But his name is Jack and her name is Rose in Titanic. Okay, so Jack Stone, how do you feel about Rachel picking up the date Rose and then kind of waving it in his face and then saying, I'm basically not giving this to you. Do you think the producers make her pick up that rose? Because this is twice now that she has picked up a rose and not given it to the person she's having a conversation with. She looked extremely reluctant. And I think the look that I read on her face when he was going down the stairs and getting into the uh, the uh, airport van or whatever the hell <laughs> the rejection it. SUV yeah, just drive around the island and give him yeah. booze until he cries exactly. um, the look that I saw on her face was regret over having to do it that way like I yeah. don't think she regretted making him leave I think so my take on that is yeah she was told let him tell you how much he cares about you for 20 minutes just endure that weird you know serial killer Christian Bale in American Psycho smile. Don't don't tell him. You're going to grab the rose, all right? And then you're going to show it to him. And then you're going to tell him what it <laughs> is. You know who I miss? Who do you miss? Mohit. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. The, the Indian guy that got hammered. <laughs> Why doesn't he show up like Mario? Two people leave along with Jack Stone. It was the Tickle Monster and Iggy. React. How do you feel about these two? The Tickle Monster actually referred to himself in the third person as the Tickle Monster when he left. Yes, he did. That was that was weirder than Jack Stone. <laughs> and then he also tickled her when he, <laughs> he left. Did. He had one moment to be able to go out on top and he chose to wave as it passed him by. But listen, if someone dumps you, which is essentially what happened there, right? Yeah. I don't want to hate you anymore publicly. Right. I mean, the the last thing I would think of walking the 12 feet to tell her, you know, thanks but no thanks is she would like to be tickled by me. Right. <laughs> so that this seems like a good idea. Well, and then the other thing, like, I want your reaction to this. So it, 
it always blows my mind when when they get dumped and the dude like you know can I take you outside can I talk to you a bit I mean the decision's made <laughs> go tickle somebody else man go tickle the fat guy with the hat the, the leather hat that helped Roz pack her <laughs> that guy just tickled after all the stuff he's got to put up with that guy could use a good tickle and what do you think Harrison would do if the tickle monster tickled him? <laughs> no, they, that would be. There's nobody that could get close enough to Harrison to tickle him, except maybe Andy. <laughs> oh, the tickle monster. Yeah, so he leaves, and then Iggy. I'm just surprised that Iggy could walk in that suit. It looked, I mean, it, it looked like he put that on and then swole. Is that even a word? Swelled, like three sizes. I mean, it must be humidity out there. The thing, presumably, I think, bit him when he left. I highly doubt. I think he purposely chose to wear it that tight. But that's the new trend. So I, that's, I don't understand these guys' suits. None of them seem to fit. What? Let me know when we can talk about Peter's wardrobe. I'm, I'm ready. I have some severe objections to that guy's choices. Double-breasted gold buttons, white pants. It was Peter who wore double-breasted? He wears this the second or third time. Remember that ridiculous outfit? You remember he had like that red thing on with the buttons and the – he looked ridiculous. I don't understand what the whole deal is, but hey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been on a date with a guy that showed up in something you're like, oh no, I've got to be seen with that guy in that shirt in the restaurant? One time, um, a guy came up in all khaki, and it was like he worked at a you know zoo, or I thought it was very monochromatic. I felt like I was back on the Jungle Cruise. That's what we wore. I thought he was going to pull animals out of his pockets and say, look here, it's a baby kangaroo. He's like, hold my sloth. Okay, so... Rose Ceremony, they leave. Rachel's very excited to go international. We get our favorite animated map that helps us learn how to get from America to Norway. Do you think you can find love in Norway? Is it a great place to fall in love? Lindsay, I'm going to have to say that's probably the perfect place to fall in love. I hear it is. Do you know who else lives in Norway? No. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Abba? Are they <laughs> No, they're Swedish. Um, oh. Norway is Anna and Elsa from Frozen. I know you love that movie. I didn't realize they were Norwegian. I thought that was like a fantasy. It is. Their kingdom is fantasy, but that's where they live in Epcot at Disney World. Okay, moving on. We have Brian, who is the first one-on-one -on -one date, which is a pretty big, big deal because he had just received the group date, Rose, at the beginning of the episode. The, the first one-on-one -on -one day international is always the front runner. Yes, it is. Always. Yes, it is. May and, not be the person who wins, but it's always the front runner. And she she repels down a ski slope, which isn't repelling if you're just hanging down and going down straight. I feel like repelling is sort of bouncing down where you're kicking off a surface. I don't know. I wouldn't have considered that repelling. I would have considered that descending descending down this steel cable they didn't even have the ubiquitous metaphor of i conquered my fear with him they did. I, they did. oh they did i must have blocked it out it was like right in the beginning and then then the dude had to make out with her you know 200 feet off the ground where it was. okay which brings me to it was 187 feet high which rachel was very concerned about that because 187 means murder yeah that's that's the you listen to Snoop Dogg, for God's sakes. You don't have to be a lawyer to do that. The 187. 
It's like 420. Everybody knows that, too. Come on, Lindsay. I'm not street. No. What's 420? That's the, the word for marijuana. Really? And so that's why... That's why April 20th is a big pot smoke. Well, you don't live in Austin, so you don't realize, like, nothing gets done on April 20th in Austin. It's Dr. Dre and Snoop, right? The song? And I don't yeah. even know the song's name. Murder was the case they gave me. Can you hum a few bars for us? No. I need to know how you feel about Brian's makeout skills. He is very aggressive i meant if you think that lee is aggressive and kenny is aggressive brian's tongue is more aggressive than either one of them your thoughts it reminds me of a bald eagle feeding her chicks <laughs> yeah it's, it's just it it's unsightly it is it i don't is. know how that feels like maybe she digs that probably i don't know she she seems to like him a lot so we have this group date that is everybody else except for Kenny and Lee and they are doing handball game which is fine in, it, in wrestling onesies which was very weird and Dean had his jock strap on the outside which again I don't know if he's that guy yuck yuck funny or if he's just trying to be noticed I don't see him as being Mr. Funny Pants but I think maybe Maybe he's just extra cautious. Maybe he's just extra cautious. Oh, you think cautious. he had two on? One on the inside and one on the outside? <laughs> sure. There might have been a, a plastic cup somewhere in there. I didn't really note that. Didn't really pause my DVR to confirm any of you that. Didn't. But oh, okay. Well, it was... You're on his Twitter. I am on his Twitter. I'll ask him. He kind of stood out. Peter sort of stood out. There was a whole little storyline with Peter because he he can't play sports and he can't spell very well. But he is still flirting with her the entire time, which I think was a smart move on his part. But it was Will who showed up, who has been quiet this whole entire season, who showed up with all of the goals with the handball and just dominated at the end. And Rachel loved it. Lindsay, 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 how soon we forget who else was the guy to show up with the athletic ability earlier in the season. DeMario um, dominated the basketball Oh, right. <laughs> so they do this handball thing. Adam Jr. is up in the rafters in his own little onesie watching. And we go to the after cocktail party. And Rachel is very quick to say how everyone is, is being very cool and trying to visit with her and talk with her. I mean, one, one guy reads a poem or a prose, I guess. It was that Father Russia Alex guy that you get confused with everybody. The penguin guy, Matt, embroidered her something on crushed purple velvet for some reason. Josiah sort of shot himself in the foot talking about himself. She, she doesn't trust Josiah. But then Peter comes along. The whole idea is that Peter gets her. Peter notices things that other people don't notice. And they go out on the balcony, and lo and behold, there's a hot tub. Let me remind you, on a group date, they get in the hot tub. So many questions right now. A, where'd they get the bathing suits? Maybe they have them, whatever. B, Making out in the hot tub in front of everybody. How did nobody come and see that? C, the guys say they were gone for two and a half hours. And D, their draws a bone when they get back. Did Rachel get a fresh weave? I don't know. Is that a weave? Oh, yeah. Did Peter smell like chlorine? 
Probably so. I have no idea. That was a first time on Bachelor. Again, I think they might have hired a new editor. I mean, the thing was so disjointed and to assume that they went from, and by the way, that was a weird angle. Like, remember when, when uh, Jack Stone was, was it Jack Stone? Yeah, was was groping her on the, the dock there. And they had that whole Blair Witch camera thing going on. I thought that was weird. And I thought that the angle in the hot tub too, it's like they were holding it over the top of her head. And I, it was just a weird, I don't have anything funny to say. It was just weird. As far as Peter goes, at the end, whenever they arrive two and a half hours later, all you know, fresh from their hot tub dip, she gives the rose to Will after making out with Peter and he says his feelings are hurt. I would assume that making out with him for two and a half hours in a hot tub is enough to let him know that you like him and you don't need validation. That would be my take on that. And the other thing too is, dude, I mean, these guys, they need to get a mathematician on the show. I mean, the odds are tremendously in these guys favor there's like eight of them left or whatever it is Mm -hmm. going home those are pretty good odds you know one thing i also just remembered too we we leave the group date now everybody's together and there's a two-on-one of course it's lee and kenny who hate each other who have the biggest beef with each other while they're waiting for their helicopter to arrive that's going to take them on their two-on-one did you notice how many hoodies the guys were wearing and how do you feel about a hoodie um well, it's Norway, so I would imagine that if it's justified anywhere, it's justified there. But I, I go back to uh, remember there were tons of hoodies on. Uh, who's a chick that slept around with everyone? Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> I mean, now granted, there she slept with more people than there were hoodies, but there were quite a bit of hoodies, and, and they were in a tropical climate, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yeah. where there. Yeah, and a lot and of beanie caps, a lot of toboggan. Right, hats. the poor man's gosling that she ultimately. Yes. He had a hoodie on all, all the, time, the time, and he was super Peter had a hoodie on, I noticed, and my thought was, well, it must be cold in Norway. Okay. So I think there's, a, there's, there's maybe, a, maybe a pass on the hoodie, regardless of how ridiculous it looks, if it's seasonally appropriate. Okay. What, how do you feel about white denim jeans on a man? Well, I think anyone who's read my blog for any period of time would know that uh, all you got to do is throw white pants theory into the search engine of my blog and you'll get my feelings on that. Um, And I would say as much as my thoughts on that apply to women in white pants, I would say men who wear white pants definitely, definitely fit fit the mold. So I'm very concerned that any man would want to wear white denim Particularly on a date. <laughs> so that was Dean. He was wearing white denim. And he's the guy who, I look back at his profile, has a tattoo inside of his lip. So I think Dean is a little bit more edgy than what we think. And so he's... Or just bad decisions. Maybe bad decisions. That's a, that's a <laughs> great way to put it, too. Would you ever wear white denim? Or do you currently own a pair of white denim pants that are in your closet? I the answer to both of those is a resounding no, uh, unless I were going to a BG's reunion party. Which BG would you be? I, I always like Barry Gibb. I always like. Yes, of course you would be Barry. Do you know that there's a one of my readers? Her name was Laura Jean. 
pointed out to me when I wrote about that how Dean had on white denim and I didn't know how I felt about it and I ultimately thought nah she sent me a link and said look here's Justin Timberlake and white denim and it was a good thing because Justin Timberlake is a good thing so now I'm waffling if Justin Timberlake is your snapshot of what a man should be then fine I would go and date every guy with a white denim pair of pants just don't expect good results uh, would you wear white linen pants on the beach? Maybe. For this sweet little photo with you and Mrs. Some Guy for your Christmas no. card. No. 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 We almost, I, I haven't told you this story. We almost didn't get married when she insisted on engagement pictures. I don't, I don't do well in that situation. And I also do not do well with people telling me what to wear. And you remember the phrase I used to describe uh, Jack Stone? Or no, yeah, when he said he would cuddle. The one you're going to. The one I bleeped out, yep. The same phrase applies to when I go over to like somebody's house and they've got the picture wall with the family and they're all in the same outfit and the husband is just smiling like tentatively and you can just see the pain behind the eyes. Like my wife told me to wear this. My wife got me somewhere on a Saturday and this is her. And I love my wife. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's, that's well. Actually, I think at that point, you're just avoiding conflict, you know, but your whatever. Your engagement pictures were great. I got one on your Christmas card that year. I loved them. Come on, let's not ruin my image on the first podcast. <laughs> Last, we have Kenny and Lee, who are on a two-on-one, because that's what we do now. We put people who hate each other on the two-on-one. I was so unprepared. Though, oh, wouldn't you agree? You didn't uh, see not that. Not even a little bit. Not <laughs> even when they spoiled it and showed it during the you know first commercial before the rose ceremony. But Kenny and Lee hate each other. There's kind of race talk going around. Um, I m- halfway believe that, but what I believe more than anything is Lee is just a punk, and he knows that he can get under people's skin, and he likes doing that. And bless Kenny's heart, he just continues to let him do it. And I have I reached the point last night after Rachel talks to Kenny and he says, look, I'm normal. And then Lee comes over and says, no, he's not. He's aggressive. He yanked me out of a van, which Kenny says is a complete lie. She goes back over to Kenny. Then she goes off to do her own interview. And Kenny comes up to Lee and just laughs like a crazy person in his face and that's exactly where Lee wants him he wants him to crack under the pressure and that is what Kenny is doing and my hope is sadly because I used to like Kenny but now he's just getting on my nerves because he can't let it go I would love it if she sent both of them home do you think that's a possibility you know what would have been great is if they would have brought back what boom <laughs> you know like they're doing that consultative role but I agreed I think my comment uh, last night as I was miserably waiting for it to end was I hope she sends both of these idiots home. Plus, you know, look, I always feel bad for, you know, th- th- they're starting to show the FaceTime thing and humanize these people. But I mean, I could never, you know, leave my kid for 28 days yeah. to go poontang 
around I Norway. Agree. And he, he had a moment with his daughter, which was really sad. You could tell that it's it's weighing on him. But, yeah, he, he just needs to – and everybody was instructing him to – you know, be the bigger man, be the bigger man, be the bigger man. And can he, can he just, he can't, it gets under his skin and he can't let it go. I guess that's the wrestler inside of him. I did want him to like give him the people's elbow or something, you know, just do that. And, and but it, it's a, he actually should just, yeah, throw that sawed off little yes. moron across the thing and then just walk off. His chances are done. He's already exactly. ruined it with exactly. what's your face. And, and it shows next week that he's bleeding by his eye. But I have no idea if that's just editing where it's going to be him getting clocked or, you know, some random branch scratches him as he's going through the fjords of Norway. I don't know. <laughs> What's a fjord? <laughs> a fjord is like that river woodsy area where they were sitting. I had a girl that a fjord tourist in college. Yeah. <laughs> Fjord Explorer. <laughs> right now, if you had to pick your top three. I, I honestly think Brian is the front runner. Yeah. But I also think that Will is going to rally. I think he's asleep. I think Josiah's done. I think he's done. I think Lee's done. I think Matt is going to be like the guy that everyone feels sorry for. He seems like a nice enough guy. He's harmless. Oh, I didn't say Peter. So Peter would be my Peter. What did I say? Peter, Will, and uh, Brian. I have Peter finding love with Rachel. I think Brian has playery vibes to me. I don't trust him for some reason. Maybe it's that tongue. I don't know. Will, I like him. I thought he was a sleeper too. A lot of people in my watch party like Will. But my sleeper is the big ball-headed guy, Anthony, who I call Mr. Clean. But he's got, I mean, the guy's got like a legit job. I mean, it's not like he's hes a musician in Nashville or, or a pilot who wants to be a dancer or a Chippendales star. Another Jake Belka reference for you there. Does anyone besides me remember Gwen? I love I remember Gwen because you bring Gwen up every single time we watch this show. She should have dated Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> She's too old for Harrison. I guess so. Well, that's all we have for today, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to I Hate Green Beans. I'd love for you to join us again for another podcast where I'll be discussing all things pop culture with friends of the show. Until then, love you mean it. Texas forever.